Hello and welcome to Light Warrior Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Karen Can, author of the number one best-selling book, Sensitivity is Your Superpower. How to harness your gifts, fulfill your purpose, and create a life of joy. And if you are new to my channel and you're watching this on the tube, go ahead and click the subscribe button. Would love for you to get all my videos and uh, some goodies as well. And speaking of goodies, we do have the Sensitive Soul Empowerment Guide, the three ways of navigating your way to more peace, positivity, and personal power. You can get that guide free at sensitivesoulguide.com. So if you are a sensitive soul, highly sensitive person, spiritual person, then that is uh, a really great resource for you. Now today I'm very excited to have my friend and colleague Ravinder Taylor with me today talking about the science of self-destructive behavior. Did we know there was science behind it? I don't think so. <laughs> but this is really exciting because Ravinder, I met her through her husband Eldon Taylor who I've had on the show multiple times. Incredible body of work that both of them have uh, co-created together. But Ravinder's been kind of like behind the scenes, you know, doing all this stuff. Like I know she does a ton of stuff. And, you know, Eldon has been front and center. So I end up you know, interviewing him. And I remember saying, uh, you know, reviewing their uh, book that's coming out, Mind Training, coming out in the fall of 2024. And uh, saying, well, Eldon, we got to get you back on the show. And he goes, no, I think you need to interview Ravinder. And I'm like, of course I do, right? So uh, here, here we are. So let me tell you a bit about this amazing, amazing lady. So Ravinder is the president of Progressive Awareness Research Incorporated, a company dedicated to bringing the very best in personal growth products and services. She holds a Bachelor of Science in Microbiology from, I'm not going to say the name of that university because that's really hard to say, um, <laughs> Albert, well, maybe I'll try, Albert with... Anyway, University of Wales, a bachelor's in metaphysics from the University of Metaphysics in Sedona, Arizona, and is an ordained interdenominational minister. She's also completed a three-year course at the National College of Hypnosis and Psychotherapy in London, England. Her work with progressive awareness began by co-authoring the Peripheral Learning Desk Reference, a volume dedicated to reviewing thousands of research studies examining pre-conscious learning. She then spent the following 30 years researching both the theory behind why we do what we do, which is so interesting, and the practical applications of this learning. Ravinder greatly enjoys sharing this information on Progressive Awareness's weekly newsletter and thousands of one-on-one -on -one interactions with individuals seeking guidance for breaking through these blocks to success. Many have praised her insights and reported great success when following her recommendations. She also has co-authored and authored a number of uh, Personal motivation, uh, personal motivation audio programs utilizing the inner talk technology, which we will talk about a little bit today. And she's the co-host of the popular radio show Provocative Enlightenment. I've been on it once. It was so cool. Um, <laughs> she has made numerous radio and personal appearances where she has discussed tools and tips for understanding and overcoming self-destructive behaviors. And today we are going to be talking all about that. So, Ravinder, welcome to Light War Radio. We're so thrilled to have you here, finally. Thank you so much, Karen. It's an honor to be here. And I'm looking forward to having you back on our radio show to talk Ooh. about your book, too. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You guys are so awesome. You know, we've what we've known each other for a decade. I don't know. Like, it seems a very long time. Yeah. And just I just love uh, I mean, you know, and when I first met Eldon, I'm thinking, wow, why is this guy even paying attention to me? <laughs> like, I'm like, smell potatoes here, you know? Uh, but it was just such a beautiful blossoming of this, like, collegial, you know, friendship and mutual respect. And, yeah, I have so much respect for the work that you and Eldon are doing and continue to do. Um, and I know your, your book isn't out yet, The Mind Training, but there was so much amazing research behind it, I really appreciate the amount of research that you have in your books. It's not just an idea, right? It like, oh, this sounds like a great idea. And a lot of people are publishing books with AI now about great ideas. This is real ground, like groundbreaking research, groundbreaking, you know, uh, um, experience that you're sharing. So tell us about your history. Like, how did you become who you are today? It's been a journey. It has definitely been a journey, Karen. Um, 
you know, my original background was in science. My degrees in microbiology from Aberystwyth University. There we go. Which is in Wales, and you have to say it with a Welsh accent, but I still don't get that very well. But Aberystwyth, um, yeah, love that place. Um, but my background was very much in, in science. So after I got my degree in microbiology, um, I went to work in a path lab at the Leicester Royal Infirmary at the Public Health Laboratory there. Um, and I suppose I was a bit of a science snob at the time. You know, this idea of if science doesn't show it, then um, then it's not yeah. real. And there's there were lots of things back then that I disregarded I you know I could mock I have to confess you know I was a snob um, but then one day at the hospital there are all these flyers that went up everywhere talking about um, a special presentation on hypnosis and hypnotherapy now to me at that point in time hypnosis was something that you did on the stage it was a type of thing where you got some idiot to jump up and pretend to be a chicken or yeah there you go um and so I didn't take any of it seriously at all but here there was a presentation at the hospital to the doctors nurses lab techs you know this was an official presentation for the people who worked at the hospital um and so to me, that had a quasi endorsement to it, the fact that it was there. So I went and the guy who was presenting it was an anesthesiologist. Um, and, you know, he went through lots of examples. So to me, the the proof that hypnosis works, you know, coincidentally, it was a huge auditorium. It, it's, it's a big hospital. So there were lots of people there. And in my particular lab, there are about 70 people working in the lab. Wow. And the majority of those people were in the auditorium, but in different places. You know, coincidentally, the three people that, you know, because he wanted people to come up and be subjects so he could demonstrate different stuff to us. Coincidentally, the three people he brought up from different places in the auditorium were all from my lab. Wow. Um, so I had proof then that these were not just shills. This was real. What was going to happen was real. Right, because you knew these people and, and yep. they were paid to yep. do whatever he said. And and the people were just as skeptical as me, you know? I mean, when you're in the field of science, it's, it's easy to be a snob. It is. <laughs> <laughs> so he had one person dawn um he had her forget the number six i think this all happened a long time ago this is about 35 years ago now um but it did change the course of my entire life but he had dawn forget the number six i think wow and so then out of hypnosis he had her count up to 10 and she counted up to 10 and she missed that number <laughs> which was fascinating oh my um, god with Martin, um, he suggested analgesia. Um, and so he put a pin in Martin's arm, you know, and Martin didn't react at all. And then the third thing, I've forgotten what the third, what the third subject was, but it was three different people from my lab that, you know, demonstrated this stuff. And the following day, Martin was very proud of this pin that had been stuck through his arm. You know, he displayed that in the lab the, the following day. So I knew that was all real. Yeah. Um, but then he started talking about some of the kinds of things that you can uncover through hypnosis. And this is what I found fascinating. There was one particular story that he shared, and it was about this woman who came to see him because she had a pain in her arm um and she had been to all the doctors had all the tests um seen all the specialists and they'd been unable to discover why her arm hurt and this had gone on for like 10 years yeah. so under um hypnosis he had her go back to to find the cause of this pain in her arm and under hypnosis she talked about um, some emotional events. Something had happened, something had embarrassed her. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was an emotional event of some kind. 
now after the hypnotherapy session he's talking to her and she she disregards it she says well that was old news that that was old stuff yeah i remember it but it's not important doesn't mean anything so the session goes and the woman goes back home two days later she calls the hypnotherapist back and says the pain's gone the pain has gone. This unrelated emotional event, you know, something like she was embarrassed by something or someone made her cry, just the type of, you know, normal mm-hmm. stuff that we can all go through. But her pain had gone. And she said it had disappeared that evening after the session that she had, but she didn't believe it. So it took her a couple of days to call the hypnotherapist up. And I found that fascinating. You know, why would an emotional event from a decade, two decades ago, whatever, um, cause a pain in your arm? What is it? What are these underlying processes that go on, these underlying influences in our lives? Um, I found that fascinating. I found the whole area of hypnosis and hypnotherapy fascinating so after that I went and attended a school I went to the National College of Hypnosis and um, Psychotherapy Hypnotherapy Um, so I I did that for three years and it was at the conclusion of that see I had you know we learned how to do hypnosis how to put someone under hypnosis we learned all the different techniques um And I recorded a couple of hypnotherapy sessions for myself because it's a great way to uncover information that you're not aware of. But what I discovered was it was easy for somebody else because we practiced on each other in, in the class. It was easy for someone else to put me under hypnosis. But when I played my own programs, um, I had some resistance to them. And I didn't, I didn't quite understand why I would do that. And then I heard about, you know, this special class being done by this expert from America, Eldon Taylor, talking about, you know, um, and I was thinking, well, maybe I can find the answer to it there. What kind of resistance would I have to it? Um, And I, that time I didn't have any idea about subliminal again, other than, um, on the TV and some of the crazy stuff that they portray. Um, but as you say, from there, my whole life took took another turn. You know, I found the the process fascinating. I found Eldon fascinating, of course. It was one of those. <laughs> um, yeah, um, if you do past lives, I would say that we knew each other. I recognize his voice. Oh, from the moment I walked into the class, you know, I heard a voice and that was it. Wow. I heard a voice. I turned and saw him and I didn't recognize him, but I knew the voice. I knew it. That's fascinating. I did not know that. Oh, that is so cool. Now, was that also in England? Yes. Yeah, that was in England. And then he invited me over because he had a similar kind of experience it was like our souls recognized each other Mm. not a very scientific approach but we have those experiences (laughs) you can't you can't deny right you know we all have experiences that defy explanation so denying them doesn't help anybody so Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, I remember reading the Choices and Illusions book first, and the passage that really impacted me a lot, I think I've told Eldon this, but I haven't you know, told you in person, is there's a piece that talked about you know, some of the inner talk technology um, at, with, with um, ca- um, uh, cancer patients that were kind of hospice level, like basically sent home to die, right? And they were checking in, um, asking the provider, you know, questions like, do you think the mind has anything to do with, you know, health healing, you know, and then the, the, the patient as well. And it just floored me to find out that if the, the, first of all, it made sense that if, if the, the client or the patient didn't believe and the doctor didn't believe that the mind had anything to do with it, that they all died. Okay. That I got right. 
But the point was when the, the patient believed that the mind had something to do with their well-being, but the doctor did not believe that they all died too. I'm like, no. It was just like, oh my gosh, what I believe as an authority figure, as a doctor, it's really, really important. I cannot infect my patients with my negative belief. I need to believe in their healing. And that was just so impactful. I, I keep quoting that over and over again through various different you know, avenues, but um, some of the, the research that, that you've both done has just been incredible. So, whew, yeah, yeah. The power of the authority figure is incredible. Well, uh, we've seen a lot of that lately. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also, you know, if a person speaks with confidence, that can impart the authority figure aspect as well. So, yeah, you do have to pay attention. You have to, yeah. Yeah, you have to you have to think differently because one of the things I've learned uh, the older I get is um, people aren't as smart as you think they are. Just because someone has, <laughs> you know, they're not. You know, there are lots of people who claim to be experts. You know, doctors don't have all the answers. No, doctors are trained in this small little field they have information about these little areas but they don't have the global doctors also um will treat for the average for the normal you see and that this right. is a, a huge objection i have um i don't see it's easy for a doctor to disregard something because well you're that age what else do you expect no, I expect a whole lot more. I'm not competing with other people my age. I'm competing with my best, my best version. Yes. You know, I want, I want to be my best. I don't want to be average. And if you look out of the world, you know, the average will look at obesity rates. Well, I, I'm not, I, I'm not part of that spectrum. I don't, I don't have any desire to be part of that spectrum. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, and I just think it's very interesting how, is especially won't say the, the the censorable stuff but you know over the last you know few years that you know the 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 experts and whether it be my family or friends you know listening to the experts and then i go uh well but that expert hasn't actually helped anyone has not actually like cured or helped anyone with this particular set of symptoms and people know what I'm talking about, right? So you're listening to this expert who's on TV who actually hasn't treated successfully a patient. And then you've got this other person over here that's treated thousands of people successfully, but we're going to censor and not listen to this person. This does not make any sense to me, people, <laughs> right? Yep. And this yep, is over and over and over again yeah and then the other thing too mike this is this is one of the things um uh call it defensiveness or whatever we want to call it is uh you know people telling me what i should should do right this is what you should do how dare you be a medical doctor and not say you should get this right like oh my gosh like you're being really irresponsible so i'm like okay so if that whoever's telling me that if you are happier healthier stronger, more successful, impacting more lives than me, you know what, I'm going to listen to you, at least hear you out. But if you're not, then I'm just going to move on. <laughs> so that's I totally how agree with you, Karen. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Well, T. Harvecker used to say uh, that one of the things uh, poor people do, because he was a, a, an abundance coach, he said what poor people do is they listen to other poor people. And yep. uh, and 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 uh, yeah, let's talk about you know the self-destructive, self-sabotaging behavior because sometimes we don't even know uh, at, at whatever level we're at, you know, uh, that that we do it. And I didn't know that maybe there's some science behind it. So yeah, let's kind of dive in to that topic. Share some of your wisdom on that. Um, you know, there's 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 a bunch of stuff right there. Um, you know, I think the first of all, this whole idea, people often they're totally unaware that they have self-destructive patterns. And the fact is we all have them somewhere in some area. It's yes. going to be that. But, you know, I've spoken to lots of people um, and they say, what do you mean self-destructive patterns? Why would I have, you know, I'm trying to lose weight. 
I'm doing all the exercise. I'm doing my best in, in all of these areas. I'm working hard at it. So why would I sabotage my own goals? And, you know, you, you have to look at subconscious processes when you think of all of this. And there's, you know, there's different directions that you can go there. You know, of course, it begins with some of the work of Freud. Now, not everything Freud taught um, has holds up very well. But his idea of there being subconscious processes that influence our behaviors, one of the things that um, I looked at a bit more deeply when we, I was researching the mind training book is this idea of female hysteria, because that's where Freud got some of his ideas, because he was under working under Shaco at the time, and uh, they were treating people females with female with female hysteria and what he discovered was um there was often if there were emotional underpinnings to the problems these women were having and if they could release th those emotions and frequently the females would cry during therapy whatever and once they released it the problems disappeared just like the example i told you about the um hypnosis as soon as she uncovered it it went away. But I found the idea of female hysteria really fascinating, too, because in 1980, it was in the DSM still. Um, was it really? A real condition. Yeah. Oh, I think okay. it disappeared right about then. But I remember thinking, so at the time I was preparing to go away to university, female hysteria was still a condition that they looked at and the wow. condition could have symptoms such as likes to read a lot <laughs> likes to write a lot it's really dumb stuff but you, you think of the consequences to it you think of the consequences to to this you know this whole idea that women are weak they're weak-minded they're they're not strong they 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 fall apart at the smallest thing you know you think about what that does to 50 percent of the world's population if there's an idea constantly mm -hmm. out there that women are weak you know mm -hmm. we've had a lot to battle through That's in order to, to create some changes and some people are re resistant to that even so you know there's going to be places you're going to find people not only in you know the third world type countries, even here, you you will get women who, who will still say the same stuff. So we're still battling that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I find that that really fascinating. Um, that was a bit of a tangent, but that's just, just my thing, you know, you've got to <laughs> stick up for women. Um, so yeah, you know, so Freud introduces this idea of subconscious processes um, but then in the 1980s, work was done by Libet, who shows that there is action in the subconscious mind before you make a choice. So he um, he actually de demonstrated that and other scientists came after him using fMRI and using electrodes and they all show activity before you make a choice. So using fMRI, a technician can um, look at the information they have and tell you up to seven seconds ahead. Now, in these examples, they're looking at a choice between do I press this button or do I press that one? How the heck do you have seven seconds ahead of that? And I, I found it hard to believe and I researched it deeper and deeper. Yeah. And it's like, nope, nope, that's definitely it. So when you make choices in your life, um, you're drawing on all of this subconscious information that is buried there. And you don't look at that information. You don't assess all your life experiences, everything someone has told you. It all gets bundled together and out comes something that may not be in your best interest. So for the person who's trying to lose weight, 
to bring it back to to that example, the person who's trying to lose weight, yeah, they can be determined to lose weight because it's the healthier option. Um, they're going to feel better, blah, 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 blah. But if they've also got the belief that um, under stress, you need some self-care. And what better self-care is there than a bowl of ice cream? You know? And we see they, that in movies, come. right? What's that? We see that in movies. Oh, you know, yes. the girl gets dumped, right? She's sitting there crying her eyes out with a bowl of ice cream. And that reinforces the idea that that's what you're supposed to do. Yep, so that's what you, you do. Know, Even the guys are doing that now. <laughs> yep. Yep. Or your your mom tells you you have to finish up all the food on your plate or Oh yeah. Or you know, you can have other subconscious things like um, you know, especially for girls as they go through puberty and they have all these body changes and everything and it can be uncomfortable to all of a sudden get unwanted attention you know mm. so perhaps they put on extra weight in order to to deflect it there's a gazillion reasons that yeah. can come into conflict with this idea of I want to lose weight and to give you a different example um maybe you want to be successful in business um but as a child you had to do a presentation in class and everybody laughed at you these things lodge into your, your subconscious mind. Everyone laughs when I'm up in front speaking. Therefore, I don't want to get up in front speaking. But if I take this promotion at work, I'm going to have to lead these meetings. And maybe there's 10 people in the meeting. Maybe there's 100 people. You're going to have to speak to people. And all of a sudden, you do something to sabotage mm. your ability. Um to get that promotion there are subconscious strategies underlying everything everything that we do that's amazing because sometimes people and this happened to me so i'm personalizing it <clears throat> uh well we're like no 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 that's you know life happened but i'll give an example like where i recognized where it wasn't an outside source creating my reality so my parents had given me this gift of money and this is several gifts they've you know given over the years a very generous gift i came home and very quickly um uh my, like my whole septic system needed to be replaced <laughs> like literally the, the the all the money that they gave me had to fix something and that happened i think two or three times and then finally i was like oh wait wait wait, wait a second i'm manifesting this so what is the pattern? What is what 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 happened before? And I, I remembered it was like when I was a child, um, my grandmother on my mom's side was very generous with jewelry, and that's what you do in Chinese, you know, cultures. You give jewelry to the females. And I was six years older than my sister. My sister was a big tomboy at that time. So my grandmother would say, You're my favorite. You pick first. And I had so much guilt around picking first. I'd be like, okay. What is Cindy gonna like? What if she likes this one? But what if I pick it? And then she, you know, then she gets mad at me because you know. And this whole drama. I'm six years old, right? Like, no, sorry, not six. I'm twelve years old. So she's six years old. So this whole drama comes out. So then I felt so guilty. Then every time I got a windfall of something, I would quickly find a way to get rid of it because I didn't feel like I deserved it. Yeah. So. Yeah, yep. that is a huge underpinning to self-destructive patterns is feeling unworthy, undeserving, um, yeah, sense of fairness, all of that stuff mm -hmm. comes into play. Um, yeah, and it's amazing how we can get the universe to conspire with us to actually make our machines break down. <laughs> you know, make the septic system break down right at this perfect time when I get a windfall of money. Wow, okay. You can't spend it on anything pleasurable. No, no, no. No, no, no. We're going to get rid of that money quickly. And then I just said to the universe, okay, I got the message and we're done. We are done with this pattern. Okay, I'm deserving. I see where the pattern is. And then that never happened again. So, <laughs> Whew. perfect. Perfect. You do. You have to make a conscious choice to choose differently. Mm. You know, you have to choose. It can sound weird because, you know, obviously you you choose 
to be prosperous. You choose to be successful. But do you really? Do you really? I have a, an example of that, you know, not to do with money, but with cognitive abilities. You know, a huge factor um, as you get older, I think that the biggest fear I was listening to a podcast just this morning the biggest fear people have is dementia and alzheimer's really um yeah yeah that's a huge um aging fear um there or just declining cognitive abilities and i talk to people on the phone you know we have lots of customers all the time Mm -hmm. it's it's a huge issue um and i suppose i have some of that that fear myself it's just or i had um some of that fear you know you want to stay sharp i want to live long i want to be as healthy as possible as long as possible and i want my mind fully intact i want i want to be me um so i started working you know in a talk we have various programs for like advanced memory um cognitive um enhancing cognitive abilities um I'm drawing a blank on the third title that I always memory, the memory one, one. Huh? memory and learning or it is memory, um, releasing mental blocks. Oh, okay. Classic of all the things for me to forget releasing of mental blocks. <laughs> um, so I started playing those programs. Um, and what I found is I think somewhere in my subconscious mind, you you get these memes everywhere. You cannot avoid them. But these memes that say, um, oh, you can tell you're getting older because you go into the other room and you forget what you were there for. Oh, right. And then we laugh at them, right? common. You you see those things and everybody laughs it off. Yeah, yeah. But it goes into your your subconscious mind. Mm -hmm. It does. It feeds. um, It feeds that stuff. So when I started working with these programs, I actually saw a change in myself. And one of the important changes was I choose to remember. Hmm. So I I could have that experience. You know, I would go into the back room to get something out of storage, forget what it was. And it's like, no, I choose to remember. And I could literally see the memory turning around. Nice. It's weird. It, I mean, it, it, it can, yeah, it, it totally. sounds weird, but it was the experience I had. I could see these this memory turn. It's like, I choose to remember. But choosing to remember goes even deeper than that. For my entire life, I've been bad at people's names. I um, used to and, say that. And I realized at one point, it's not that I'm bad at people's names. It's that when I'm introduced to someone, I was so self-conscious preoccupied with how they were perceiving me that I wasn't paying attention to what they said yeah yeah so after working with the with the um cognitive abilities and the removing mental blocks programs um I found myself doing things differently so if I was introduced to someone I would write their name down so we had people moving next door to us um we're out in the country so people don't talk to next door neighbors that much Mm. you know we're all on five six acre lots and and there isn't much communication but i was introduced to our neighbors i went home and wrote it on the board yeah in the kitchen i made an effort and you can say well you know is the program improving your memory or is it your you're changing habits that are improving the memory. It's like, it's all part of the same thing. You know, you have to believe that you remember. If you don't think that you, you can remember something, you're going to have those thoughts filling your mind. Right. You can't remember. I don't remember. My memory's not very good. You know, your, your mind's full of that instead of, I can remember. Mm -hmm. I can remember. I choose to remember. Um, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, so, I, yeah, that's a that's a that's a really good one uh, because how many of us do you see those memes, right? And and we and and I know now now how I'm receiving it and laughing at it now is different from you know ten years ago, but you know now I see those and I laugh and I and I can feel into what everybody's laughing about, 
And I know it's attached to that belief of I get older and I lose my mind, right? <laughs> but I know within myself, it's like, I'm just not paying attention. I'm not being fully yeah. present. And that is, that is like, oh, I'm not being fully present. So when I do do that, and I, I'll laugh at myself going, ha, 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 I forgot why I was here. I guess I was not fully <laughs> present, right? You know, and then that, but it's a different thing because it's now rewired. And we'll talk about rewiring in a second, different ways, but rewired to the Karen, perhaps you were not present as opposed to Karen, you're getting old because that program is gone, you know? So that's, it's kind of cool, but I see it all the time in people. And at least I don't react to other, because that's my other stage two was reacting to other people's beliefs that I no longer believed. And that reaction is not good either because I'm reinforcing because of the energy. But yeah, now I just sort of accept it and go, oh, yeah, that's, you know, okay. There's a couple of techniques. There's a technique Eldon has. Um, you know, I found it amusing because he, he's done it the entire time I've been with him. And at, at first I found it amusing. But whenever something happened that he didn't like or he didn't want those thoughts in his mind, cancel 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 yes i have learned that from him say. yes yeah and that's a huge that. one and he he would do that all the time you know back then you had to watch the commercials on tv if you're watching tv <laughs> you know you couldn't fast forward through them right. and all of this and so many commercials again are designed to tell you that you are deficient in some yep. way yep. um you have You'll to be have happy when you have this drug yeah, or for, you know, you have to have this concealer in order to hide these blemishes in your skin as though you're supposed to be porcelain immaculate all the time. And and that's not real. That, the whole idea that perfect skin is beautiful and anything else isn't. Get away from me with, with that stuff. I think there isn't anything more beautiful than an old person with their face full of smile lines, mm, you know, yeah. that smiling face, the experiences they've been through, their deep eyes. There is so much more beauty there yeah. than in the young person who hasn't lived, hasn't experienced anything and is obsessed with every tiny little blemish and whatever. Mm. But media does that to you. You're inundated with that stuff. So cancel, cancel, cancel works really well. Oh, I, um, love I do this one. I go like this, erase, erase. Especially when I yeah. say something out of habit that no longer serves. I go, whoops, yep. when I catch it, whoops, erase, erase. What I meant was, you know, and then I'll say it yes, the way and that And the I more mean. you do that, the easier it becomes. Yes. You know, the more you do it, your, your subconscious will learn in time. Uh, but it doesn't lock in those negative ideas. Um, right. Anyway. And do you ever watch movies? Uh, I'm like, my, my husband is a movie bus, so I'll watch these movies. And now what happens is we can't help it. We'll, we'll actually we'll actually, we'll pause and go, oh, did you see the programming there? Do you see what they're trying to make? They're trying to program us for <laughs> such and such, yes, right? Yes. And then we'll like pause it because we have to have a little mini discussion about the programming and we'll look at each other like, did you catch that? Did you catch that? Did yeah, you catch yeah. what they were trying to infect us with? And he's like, oh, yeah. You know? I love <laughs> we it. We can still enjoy the movie. <laughs> Our house is exactly the same. And it's not only movies. You know, we watch, I watch for manipulation. So yeah. when there are debates on TV, presidential oh. debates and all, all of this stuff, you know, you can watch the tactics that they use. You know, mm -hmm. if you're watching on a channel that supports the Republicans, then they will have a nice picture of the Republican candidate and a mm -hmm. horrible picture of the Democrat and vice versa. There are all of these little manipulations that go on. And yeah, Eldon and I do that all the time on the sofa. Watch out for that. Oh God, they're doing that again. You know, right. Yeah, but I didn't know like Disney had all these, you know, um, subliminal, not so subliminal, but like these little like, we won't say it publicly here, but you know, um, pictures of sexual things in their in their cartoons. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I love those cartoons, right? But somehow it makes it in there, but I didn't see it. Like, you know what I mean? It's not so obvious until so somebody slows it down and then points to it and go, uh, phallic yeah. symbol. Yeah. I'm like, oh, right. 
absolutely yeah. you know all of this all of this stuff does and they will use every tactic that they can but before we move on for this the other technique that you can use when you're um around negativity and we're all around it all the time is you know if i'm talking to to someone i've i've got a friend here who's my age as well um and she's always coming in saying oh I'm getting old. We're getting old, Ravinda. We have to. We have to slow down. And I, no, don't say that. Don't say that. We are not. Old age doesn't mean that you have to slow down. That's an old. That's an old idea. That is something that has been put on us. So yeah. whenever someone says anything like that, I say no. That's not true. Don't tell me I have to slow down. You know, my old oldest sister was doing that all the time. You know, we're, we're getting older now, Rin. You have to. We have to slow down. Uh-oh. Yeah. So do you get do you get down. backlash from that because they just kind of roll their eyes and going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, just you wait till whatever. Like, you know, like how do you handle that? You know, when it's family um, and you know friends from the past year you can get a great deal of that they don't believe that or they say oh she's just on her positivity kick and it's like you know um you can take a horse to water but you can't make them drink yeah that's the expression so um i i do the best that i can you know if it's someone i care about then i will carry on um mm. if it if i'm meeting too much resistance i let it go uh, that's okay. their choice i like i like surrounding myself with people who are open to learning something new if you think you know everything already you can't learn anything there right you, you have to be open to different ideas and i've learned that in my own life you know as i all the way back from being a science snob and <laughs> there are a few things that i have mocked in the past i'm ashamed of today it's like no there is something to crystal healing i don't understand it um but i do that i energy healing that there, there is there is something there um don't yeah understand i've been there all, where i mocked i'm and... not going to i'm not going to dismiss it anymore you know you have to be open to learning new stuff but still keep your discerning faculties in place because again there are lots of crazy ideas out there you just have to think it through you think it through you have to believe in your own ability I was at um, Mm -hmm. a presentation once and um, there was a presentation going on and it was a scientist on on stage talking Um, but it was a he was talking about a field I was familiar with, obviously, biology, microbiology. I know. And I was aware that he was throwing out terms <clears throat> that were biological jargon. You know, yes. so it yes. sounds impressive to people who don't know anymore. Yeah. But when you know it, it's like, OK, big deal. But this other author came up to me and I, I pointed this out to her and she said, Oh, but I'm not smart the way you are. I don't have a background in science. And it's like, hang on. In most instances, you can go back to what you have learned in high school. Hmm. When it comes to science, there are very basic principles in place that, you know, aim, method, results, conclusions. You know, that's just one of those things. Even today, I, I spout off. Um, There are basic principles that we know. So if you're running a scientific study of some kind, um, you have to keep the variables. You have to control the variables. You know, you can't. um, There's been some work done in the field of subliminal. There was a paper that, that came out some years ago. Um, that basically said subliminal programs don't work. But in this particular study carried out um, by profs at prestigious universities, you know, I actually take this apart in mind training. Um, But what they did was they took off the shelf subliminal programs from three different companies and tested them to look for efficacy. Three different companies 
producing programs. They don't even have a definition of what subliminal is. You know, mm-hmm. in this particular research, their definition of subliminal was it wasn't there. And that's not the definition that we use. You know, you can <laughs> if you bury it so far that it's like uh, expecting to hear a musician at the other set, other end of town and hear them playing, you're not going to. So, no, you can't bury it so far. But if you take three different companies using three totally different technologies, even if one of the technologies works, you're not going to you're not going to detect it. You know, oh, are you saying they averaged it out or something? Yeah. Oh, it was it was it was daft and it was bad science. And as I said, uh, I do take it apart fully in mind training. Um, But yeah, there are basic things that that we know. So don't just take a headline of what it said. It's like, well, Well, a common one is there was a hundred percent increase in xyz whatever it was but hang on if there was only one in a thousand originally and now there's two that's a hundred percent increase absolutely but or or you know 94 percent efficacy of something right you know <laughs> but if one out of you know 100 people actually die from that or you know or one out of ten thousand die from that then what's 94% efficacy actually mean? <laughs> you know, like in terms of numbers of people that survive, people are thinking thousands yes, of people exactly. survive, where it's like, now there's like point something of a person survives, you know, because of there's only one person that actually dies out of all these people. Oh, wow. Yeah, it, it is challenging, I think, Ravinder, uh, Ravinder for the most people who are looking at the science, because people keep saying things like, follow the science. And that's a mantra, right? That that is a mind programming mantra. Follow the science, because if if I say something and they say, well, she obviously is not following the science, and I'm like, you mean following the propaganda? You know, like why am I following the science? You know, maybe we instead of following the science, why not? You know, like you know, delve into it and and uh, uh, like pick it apart or, you know, entertain it or something, but following it just doesn't feel right. Like, you know, just because somebody says something and there's a headline doesn't mean that's actual science and if it's yeah. any good at all. Just because there's an expert and they yeah. they say something, you have to look at, well, what exactly does that mean? We saw a great deal of that, that during the COVID stuff and they talk about you know these percentages it's like well what does that mean how many how many were there you have to ask the questions you have to you have to trust yourself and not turn so much over to the authority figures you have to be aware that they're gonna spin numbers to suit whatever suits them Mm -hmm. well the nice thing is being aware of that possibility or like you said being open like being open to it we don't have to be depressed about it we don't have to be like like oh the world's terrible you know or anything like that but just that awareness is like oh wow okay now that i know that that happened how am i going to choose right how how am i going to you know make choices in the future and yeah maybe it does require a little bit more groundwork but it depends on your priorities right somebody's whose whose health uh, or natural health for that matter is not a priority you know, there was a, a meme going around. I think my sister actually perpetuated it as well um, uh, that said, well, I don't know what's in a uh, whatever. I don't know what's in a McDonald's shake. I don't need to know what all the ingredients are. Right. And you know what I'm talking about, right? Like she's like, well, I don't have to know all the ingredients. Right. I'm like, OK, well, <laughs> you know, some of us do. Some of us would yeah. like to know. Some That's of us are going to be. Choice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it's funny how that, and I could tell immediately that was purposefully planted. Somebody started it and everybody propagated. I'm like, oh, you guys are so smart. (laughs) You guys are so smart, right? So, uh, yeah, yeah, so fascinating, so fascinating. So tell us about the, you know, the the ways in which, and you gave us several very, very great uh, techniques here or, or methodologies and how we can respond, you know, to some of this this programming, uh, the self-sabotaging, subconscious stuff. Uh, what else, you know, can we do? How do we, how else can we change the programming? You mentioned inner talk, so maybe you can share what that is exactly. 
Absolutely. You know, we have to realize um, the power of bad. I think that's actually the title of a book by Baumeister. He's done a great deal of mm. research in the power of bad. You have to realize that um, painful situations, negativity, um, all of those kinds of things, they hold more power. And one of the things that they have found, um, if I'm remembering correctly, I think it was Gottman did work in relationships. And he found that if something happened in a relationship, say, you know, the husband did something that the wife didn't like, um, one apology or one act of um, contrition wasn't enough because he had done something to hurt her or vice versa. I'm not sexist. Um, <laughs> if 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 they've done something to to offend the other person, then what they found was it took five positive things in order to counteract that negative. Now you think about life in general, and Baumeister said in his book The Power of Bad, he goes through a whole bunch of this stuff. Um, but you think of the world around us. You think of every time someone has said something negative to you and it goes all the way back to your childhood it's all part of you know freud's sub subconscious reservoir of information um if you think every negative thought has five times more power then it's going to take a whole lot more to counteract it and that was what eldon was working on you know when i first met him he had developed the um inner talk technology it's been patented so it makes it totally different to everything else out there there's actually a uh, 105 claims to the original pattern so there's 105 little aspects to the technology that distinguish it um but the idea was to find a way to inundate i suppose inundate the subconscious mind with positive beliefs in order to cancel out this negativity. So he created the inner talk subliminal technology. It's been researched by numerous independent universities and institutions such as Stanford University, Colorado State University, Bremen University in Germany, you know. Um, it has been demonstrated effective at priming how you speak to yourself. If you think about it, when we, we when we go around, we, we talk to ourselves all the time. That little chatter goes on constantly. Um, and if you're having a bad day, as an example, you know, that chatter is going to be, God, I can't wait till I get home. I'm so tired. I'm fed up. I hate this. I hate that. I hate talking to people. I hate doing this, you know. Um, when you're having a bad day, that's going to be the kind of talk. But if that talk were to change and that talk, rather than saying, I'm depressed, the world sucks, if instead that self-talk was unhappy, I'm calm, I'm relaxed, I can do it, I choose to, I can, is such a powerful expression. I yes. can do this, you know. And um, in any area, in any area that you have, um, you know, to choose the positive, to believe that you, you can do it. If you can change that self-talk, that self-talk, that constant chatter is a reflection of what sits in your subconscious mind mm. um, so if you can change the self-talk then that you know the body has a, a two-way system you know the mind affects the body but the body affects the mind too so you talk about happy brain chemicals you know you're familiar with those the oxytocin the the dopamine the serotonin some of this stuff happens automatically, but you can influence it too. You know, you can change your behaviors to influence it. And smiling, smiling is a favorite one of mine, you know. Um, you know, you have these po positive brain chemicals, you smile, but it works the other way too. Yeah. If you smile, your body will produce the happy brain chemicals. So I actually go around smiling more to myself. You know, every I love it. smile every time you smile. You can make a habit of that. I do that. I once I started looking at this more deeply. Every time I go to the bathroom, I wash my hands, I look in the mirror, and I'll smile at myself. And I'll nice. say, You can do it. It's okay. You know, and you'll be surprised at that uplift in how you feel. 
But Mm -hmm. there are loads of negative beliefs. You know, our subconscious mind can be a swamp of negative beliefs. And so Elder created the Inner Talk Subliminal. I said, research by numerous independent universities, been demonstrated effective. Um, Progressive Awareness, our company has been around for like 35 years now. Actually coming up 40, it's 39 years. I have to calculate that. It's been changing lives for people around the world. We have customers who have been customers since the very beginning. I talk to them. They talk about having bought them on cassette programs. They talk about how it has changed their lives. And then we have more recent customers who just discover us. They come in for a specific issue and then they start looking at what else it is that they can do but inner talk works by priming that that self-talk subliminal information isn't mysterious magical or anything you know um you can look at you know imagine being in a party lots of conversations going on all around you you're not paying attention to other conversations but then at the other side of the room someone mentions your name or they're talking about someone that, that you know um your ears prick up your subconscious mind was paying attention. It was just filtering out the stuff that didn't matter. And as soon as something mattered, so it's taken in this information. So a subliminal program created correctly, you know, you can't have affirmations in the second person because if that self-talk is you are good, well, that's not going to help my esteem. Right. You know, help me feel inferior to everybody else because you and you and you are good, but <laughs> what about me? So it has to be in the first person. It has to be the correct depth beneath the primary carrier. So you can't have the musician playing the other side of town and expect to benefit from it. Um, but just like the conversations in the room, um, you know, it's got to be right there. So it's just out of you and you can't. You know, positive affirmations are all good and well. They do help, but you'll argue against them. So you have an affirmation that says, I am good. And if you hear that audibly, you can say, well, I'm not so good, really, because I was short with my son the other day and I could have been nicer in this situation. And I was downright mean then. So I'm not I'm not so good. You know, mm-hmm. you, you will argue back. You have all of these defense mechanisms in place. Inner talk is designed to to bypass all of that, to go directly into the subconscious mind. And when it comes to self-destructive patterns, all of these negative beliefs are going to sabotage your efforts in whatever area that you're looking at, whether it's weight loss, whether it's in relationships, if you believe you always attract the wrong, wrong relationship, if you believe you don't deserve prosperity, so Things keep breaking in the house every time you come in, come into money. You know, you want to change the, be- the belief. And it takes a great deal of repetition to do that. So with the inner talk subliminal programs, you know, I play inner talk programs every day. I've got one playing in my bedroom. It plays all night long while we sleep. Um, I've normally got different programs playing in my in my player. I've got them on my phone. Um, sometimes I'm working at specific issues, you know, Eldon has this expression of how high, how high is up. And what you find is, yeah, you, you fix one thing, but then it's like, what else could I do? Mm-hmm. What else could I, what else could I achieve? How much more? What else, what other area, what er- other area can I work in? So by playing the subliminal programs, you have going on in the background, just like in this party when someone is someone is talking, but you're not paying attention to it. You have, I am good. I am capable. I remember. I choose to remember. I can remember. Um, my, my mind heals me. My body heals itself. There's so much work in the, in the area of uh, placebos that... Is, that's hard evidence that your mind influences how well something works or, um, you know, if you can recover from something. If, I, if I'm coming down, if I think I'm coming down with a cold or something, at the very first sign, I'm going to put on a- accelerated healing. 
99% of the time, I don't come down with something. If I do come down with something, I still use accelerated healing um, and I get over it better. Um, after my youngest son was born, I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis. Wow. And I used all of these things that I talked to you about, all of this idea of the subconscious pro uh, programming. I looked at what I could be doing to punish myself to have bought this on myself you okay. know I took responsibility and the beauty of this is you don't have to share the information with somebody else you don't have to talk about it you just have to be honest with yourself and question yourself and trust yourself that the answers are there you have the answers in your subconscious mind. You start questioning and the answers will start appearing. So I went through all the reasons why I could have brought it on myself, but I also played accelerated healing every night, all night long. Um, mm. I looked at other alternative treatments. I looked at other, other, other things too. I tried some things, I tried, you know, but I was very discerning about what it was that I tried. And 15 months after, I cured myself of the RA. Nice. Um, That's awesome. That's great. Now, if, if somebody let's let's give the um, the the name uh, on the internet. It's triple uh, w innertalk-store.com. So inner i n n e r talk t a l k all one word dash store.com and Ravinder is there like if someone were to start out is there like a a starter program that you would suggest because you have a lot of lot of different what you've got like MLM success you've got the accelerated healing you've got one for cancer you've got you know so is there like one or two that you highly recommend for somebody just kind of starting out you know a good library for everyone to have is going to be the eliminating self-sabotage Mm. Um, because that deals like with with the core issue and that is behind everything else. So I would say that if you have something in your life specifically that you're you're trying to fix, you know, if you're trying to stop smoking, if you're trying to find the correct relationship, find a good relationship, if you're trying to bring more harmony into your relationship, we have enhancing romance intimacy and love but if you get the eliminating self-sabotage and then choose a title you can literally go to the search box and mm. enter something romance intimacy um success money prosperity whatever it is find another complementary program to go along with it that's mm. what that's what I that's what I, I would be suggesting that you do because you want to have proof for yourself that this stuff is really working. So finding something that is emotionally significant to you. Once you begin this work, you know, um, I don't have to feel every program. There are some programs you're not going to feel a difference with. Quantum younging is a program that I play a lot. You know, I'm not going to be aware that I'm I'm feeling young. I feel 20 today. It doesn't work that way. Um, it's not like... Um, releasing fears or releasing anger you know that's an emotional something you feel that right away but having something that is significant to you so that you can feel a difference with it I think once you've got proof that the stuff works then you can carry on looking at other areas that that you want to do but an excellent starting place is going to be the album eliminating self-sabotage because that's encompasses some of the different technologies that we use because we also have some guided we have a guided imagery program in there and some other subliminal hypnosis programs in there so you've, you've got approaches that will appeal to everyone you've got approaches that will give you a more immediate kind of result some of the headphone programs put your headphones on close your eyes put your feet up you're going to feel different right away that isn't to say that all the problems have gone away you're just going to feel that bit better you're going to feel you're going to feel that you're moving onto the right track and that's what inner talk is all about it's not about making humongous changes it's about changing the trajectory of your life so you're on this path going straight and now you make a change and now more and more positive things you know mm. you get that divergence um so so yeah that's absolutely what mm. i would suggest you have to 
you have to believe in the power of your your own mind. You have to, you know, intake this information. You know, I will often put stuff on my Facebook page or Instagram. Eldon does the same thing on his Facebook pages and on Instagram. But, you know, and it's not that we need, I, I totally believe in the power of my mind, but having the reminders yeah. will stop you from going down that track of everyone around you telling you, oh, you're at a certain age now, you, you've got to start taking it slow. I don't need to take it slow. I still run. I do my marathons. You're active too, you know, <laughs> you know, just go. Yeah, I'm going to live life to the full, live life to the mm. full, live it to the max. I want to remove all of these obstacles. Um, yeah, that's that's fantastic. And just as, as a clarification, uh, I know the answer, but I want you to <laughs> share it. Is this safe and okay for children to use? Absolutely. You know, um, it's like anything, you know, you're not going to have your child watch an R-rated movie, you know. So in that regard, you know, maybe you want to look at the affirmations. Yeah, 99% of our programs are perfectly fine for children, just like you would have, you know, positive TV going on in the background. These are positive affirmations. We do have a program, you know, intimacy and relationships. Maybe you want to look at the affirmations and decide if you want to play that when your kids are around. There isn't anything drastic. There isn't anything more than they're going to see on TV anyway. Um, but, but you can choose. And all of our programs come with a published list of affirmations. Right. So you can always you can always check it. The subliminal programs. Yeah, definitely fine for children. And we have a number of programs that are specifically ge geared to children. So they talk about school and stress in school and making friends and all of that kind of stuff. But most of our programs. Yeah, totally fine. But use your own judgment. As I said, trust yourself. Look at the affirmations and say, is it OK if I'm reading these affirmations out aloud and my child is here? Perfect. If the answer is fine, fine. Go with it. Okay. okay. And that's Believe very cool. Yourself. Yeah, I think that's that's basically your words of wisdom, which I was just going to ask. <laughs> so it, you just said it, uh, you know, that believing in yourself and uh, is so, so important, a big message. And the InterTalk technology, like you said, it's been, you know, proven in decades of, you know, research in various areas. I remember some of the research in the prisons which were yep. extremely impressive to me. Um, and in the past, uh, we we had a whole bunch in the, when I had an office, you know, uh, we would share them in the office, uh, then people would purchase them uh, from the office in CD form. So now I'm assuming they're in digital form as well, not, not both. Just... Yep, you can order downloadable, you can order physical, um, whatever, your, whatever your preference is. Oh uh, yeah, that's perfect. But yeah, so but believing in yourself matters and your beliefs matter. Yes. So guard your mind, protect your mind, choose how you want to program it, you know, program it with the positive stuff that, that supports you, that uplifts you, that helps you on your goals, helps you achieve your goals. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, inner talk store.com is where you go. Thank you so much Ravinder. It's been delightful to have you on the show. Uh, long overdue. <laughs> I'm so thrilled for all the work that you're doing and that your book is coming out fall of 2024 mind training. Uh, just really excellent work. I got a chance to preview the, the book. So thank you for that. And uh, um, yeah, and I want to thank all my Light Warrior Light Medicine community for tuning in. And I will put all the links below this video or wherever you are on the podcast uh, so you can check out uh, Ravinder. She's on Facebook, as, as is Eldon, as well as the Inner Talk Store. All right. So thanks, everyone. Thank for you tuning so in. much, Karen. Very much appreciate it. My pleasure. My pleasure. All right. Until next time, my friend. Bye for now and bye, everyone.